0: Credit card debt is rising. Americans now owe around $900 billion in total. Even with gas prices going down more than 10% last month, almost everything else, groceries, housing and health care, all went up. And at the same time,
1: new numbers show Americans are also racking up record amounts of credit card debt to make ends meet. Credit card debt has jumped 13% in one year, the biggest increase in 20 years. And Americans opened 233 million new accounts, the most Since 2008,
0: joining us now to make sense of what this debt could mean for Americans and the economy is Olga Gorbachev, Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Delaware. Hi, Olga.
2: Hello.
0: Also with us is Christian Weller, Senior Fellow at the Center for American Progress. Welcome to Reset, Christian. We want to hear from you, you. too. Have you seen an increase in the amount that you're paying on your credit cards each month? Or has paying off your credit card just been a total struggle? Give us a call right now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, our number is 866-915-WBEZ. I'll start with you, Christian. Why are we seeing this rise in credit card debt?
1: Um, credit card debt is typically concentrated among lower and moderate income households, often people who renters who do not have home equity line, for instance, to go to. um Credit card debt has been going up over the course of the pandemic. After the beginning of the pandemic, it dropped pretty sharply. Um, we're probably seeing a lot of people have spent the extra money that they got from the stimulus checks, the extended child tax credits and other uh, fiscal financial supports from the government. And so sort of now we're getting to normal, and put this in quotation marks, where people who do not have a lot of reserves um, meaning a lot of emergency savings, have to dip into their um, credit cards to basically pay their bills or cover an emergency, such as a car breaking down or something like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is going along with higher costs, for instance, for cars, for transportation, for food and other items. Um, so I would expect, and we don't know that for sure, but I would expect that much of this credit card increase is concentrated not only among my, uh, lower middle-income households, but especially households of color, especially African-American, Latino households who have very little emergency savings often to begin with.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and to be clear, during the pandemic, we actually saw a lot of Americans paying off their credit card debt, right, Christian?
1: That's correct. Uh, a lot of people use their credit card, uh, their, their stimulus checks or the expanded child tax credit payments and other uh, financial assistance that the government gave in 2020-2021 to pay off their debt. But we knew from the beginning that as we sort of going back to normal, uh, people will start drawing down whatever emergency savings they've built up um, and... At the end, also start running running up their credit cards, and that's just simply the fact that about a third of American households typically cannot pay all of their bills. They struggle. That was the case before the pandemic. That's the case even at the best times during the last few years, and now with the onslaught of various cost increases um, for cars, increasingly for health care, uh, for housing, for rent. Um I think a lot of more households are getting squeezed, and there's only one way to go for many of them, and that means credit card debt. Mm-hmm. The alternative would be even costlier debt, such as payday loans.
0: Yeah, payday loans. That's a whole other conversation for sure. Olga, let's bring you in here. Why is it particularly concerning that credit card debt specifically is rising? Like, Are there greater risks to holding credit card debt beyond just having to pay that bill each month?
2: I mean, it's always a concern, right, when the credit card debt is rising, especially if that means that the households are not um, paying off their debt at the end of each month. Um, And the reason why that's concerning, especially now, is because uh, interest rates are rising um, as fast as they're rising, and they're being passed on to consumers by credit card companies. So even if before, um, you, you know, you could have a credit card interest rate at 15%, um, which is extremely high, but pretty low considering what we're having now, mm-hmm. now the interest rates are going up to 29%. So not only are households um, increasing their credit card balances, but their costs of these balances are rising as interest rates are rising. Yeah. Well, and you, you, that could lead to, you know, defaults and uh, ultimately bankruptcy.
0: Right, right. You, you mentioned, Olga, you know, paying off their credit card debt talk more about paying off the card in full versus just paying minimums what's the best oh, practice there okay
2: uh, i mean it's it's extremely important if at all possible to pay off your credit card bill at the end of each month as opposed to rolling it over to the next month meaning paying a minimum payment or even just a partial payment because interest rates um, accumulate on the debt that is not paid off yeah. each uh, month. Uh, and not only that, but there is a cumulative effect. Um, every month you um, you use your credit card, you add to the credit card bill. And so that balance also starts carrying um, interest rate. And so it just balloons into a huge um, yeah. payment that, becomes very, very difficult to pay off at the end.
0: I think people sometimes get caught in that trap uh, as well because of the fact that they're thinking of their credit score. And so a lot of times when you you get credit advice, you hear that you should have some sort of revolving balance uh, and that it's worse for you to pay off the card as far as, you know, getting your score up. And so then you're kind of caught in this game, if you will.
2: That is definitely an incorrect uh, and very... um Fastly advised because yeah. people should never be rolling their credit card. I can't debt. tell you how many times uh, I've should. heard that in <laughs> webinars
0: and seminars of, you know, the ways to get your score up is to make sure that you still have something revolving. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're clearing that up. Um, Christian, most folks know that credit card interest rates are, are far higher than other types of loans. Uh, but can you put into context how much higher, like say in comparison to uh, a mortgage?
1: mortgage at this point is about seven percent uh so if we're looking at an average maybe of well over 20 percent the interest payments on a credit card are three times as much um the other part is also with a mortgage is you're paying your mortgage yes you're paying interest but you're also paying principal you're building wealth you took out that debt to buy a house to build home equity with a credit card it often is sort of the last stop, you've exhausted all your other options and now you're like have basically three bad options left. One is you take out a credit card. Second, you take out a payday loan and third, you turn to family members and friends and borrow money from that. That tends to be often the last stop. Um So out of the three bad options, credit cards tend to be sort of the least bad. Uh, I don't want to call it good, but it is a costly uh, form of credit and it is a form of credit that does not lead to building wealth, mm-hmm. unlike mortgages. Um, so we really have to distinguish between sort of uh, why people take out form uh, certain forms of credit. And a mortgage is quite different uh, in that because it helps people to actually build wealth, something they have for the future from a credit card.
0: Yeah. A reminder, if you're listening to us right now and you Perhaps one advice, because your credit card bills are just skyrocketing. Are you finding your credit card bill is just higher than usual? Are you struggling to pay it off? Call us now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, we want to hear your story at 866-915-WBEZ. Let's hear from a couple of folks who've been waiting on the line. First, we've got a caller in North Park. Hi, welcome to Reset.
3: Hi, my name is Shams. I came to this country about eight years ago. Okay. And so I graduated in 2020, and obviously I had a family, and I didn't have cash. So I started a business, and one thing I did was I basically went full force on my credit cards, and almost to the turn of, like, almost 100%. Uh, so I recently started paying. Last month, two of my credit cards, I paid them almost, like, one of zero from, like, maximum of, let's say, the limit. And it, interestingly, I saw and I checked my statement, there is the interest again, so I believe my bank—I'm not sure. Do you recommend naming? Was used to this or something? I had—I called, and basically they—they uh, were like, "Okay, we, we were able to take care of one, but then the other one, which has uh, what they call balance transfer, mm-hmm. that the system cannot take care of, it and I have to go." This is like if the banks are used to it, and then we're talking about 20 plus percent of interest that I've been paying. Uh, wow. So I guess what I can tell folks is like, even if you're starting a business, please try to not do it with credit cards. Although it worked in my case, it may not work in your case.
0: Wow. Yeah. Great advice, Shams. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that. Olga, is that something you've heard before?
2: Uh, No, (laughs) but yes, if uh, I, I would never have been, I would, I would never advise to borrow on credit card to start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's definitely that. What's
0: your main reason for saying so?
2: Uh, well, mainly as Christian um, or, or the caller said, um, the interest rates accumulate very quickly, and um, borrowing even a thousand dollars and not paying it off, you know, on a credit card within a year will triple your uh, the amount of money you owe the credit card company. Um, and uh, as Christian said, with a mortgage, similar to um, a loan from a bank, yeah. you're paying off a principal uh to the bank every time you make payment whereas with a credit card you don't pay off anything until you finally pay the full amount and not only that but your you know at every month your bill becomes larger and larger and larger and larger and the just balloons yeah christian
0: um, can you explain that the balance transfer
1: i do not know because that sort of depends on truly what's in the fine print of every credit card i see um so we tried, um, I forgot what the credit act was prior to the Great Recession. There was a, uh, law passed specifically around credit cards that weeded out some of the bad practices, um, mm-hmm. universal default and other things that. So basically where we are now is sort of the good world of credit card debt, um, not the bad world, the bad, uh, world we had prior to the financial crisis. Um uh, we still have relatively bad, a lot of bad practices, but primarily, Um, the, where, where, uh, consumers with credit card get, uh, snagged up is on the interest rate and very rarely is it sort of like people say like, well, let me really like borrow money at 20 plus, uh, percent interest if they have other options. Um, basically People have credit card debt because they don't have other options. And it is sort of the story of an immigrant. It's the story of African-American families. It's the story of Latinos who do not have intergenerational wealth. They cannot turn to parents and grandparents when they want to build up a business. They don't, there are typically not homeowners, so they don't have the home equity line as many white households have to build and grow a business. So a credit card then becomes sort of the, okay, I want to start a business and here's a credit card. Yeah. And maybe I can play games where I sign up for a credit card. I have a grace period of three or six months where I don't pay interest rates. And then the problem is like, if though at, at the end of that six months, all of a sudden you start accumulating interest and people forget about it, or they are not in a position to actually pay off the balance or roll it over to another credit card and um, then they get hit. And it's just the basic economics. It's like who, like it's very difficult to envision a business that will grow at 20% a year to allow you to carry that kind of debt.
0: Yeah. So true. Let's uh, let's hear from another caller here. Phyllis is calling from Dallas, Texas. Hey Phyllis, welcome to reset. Hi, thank
4: you. Yes. I going to, um, a couple of questions, but kind of, all roll into one regarding the issue of usury. I remember when I was in elementary school, you have a whole lesson on how usury was wrong and it was illegal. But I don't hear any conversation from the federal government regarding the fact that usury is practiced all of the time with credit card interest rates being over 25%. Um, You know, even in fact with, um, you know, banks don't, you know, um, you know, they, they charge fees in order to have a savings account. You have to have a minimum balance that may be a couple thousand dollars. So it's not very practical for the everyday person. Also regarding, you know, those credit cards. Um, um, you know, transfers. Mm -hmm. You know, they send you almost every other day these blank checks in the mail where you can just fill them out and, you know, and then you can pay this, you know, these cards off but now with this new, you know, credit line. But then they give you those, they may say 12 months, zero interest. But then the interest rate, if you miss one payment, may jump up to like 27%. So to me, all of that is usury. And also the fact that the minimum payments are now required are higher, but I think that's large part because if you pay your credit card balance down, then what they do is that they lower your credit limit—it's like some kind of game. They mm-hmm. lower your credit limit. You think you're being a good steward of your money, but they lower your credit limit, and then your credit score drops, and then you're. But and then for the next card, the interest rate is higher. Right. So to see all of that, you know, kind of flows into why is the federal government allowing this form of usury?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for sharing that insight with us, Phyllis. So I want to make sure we're all clear. Usury, Phyllis, is referring to uh, it's the practice of essentially lending money at unreasonably high interest rates. So I think, Christian, you might have mentioned earlier, uh, payday loans, right? right? Does Phyllis have a point there in what she was explaining?
1: Well, we have had a long conversation uh, prior to the financial crisis uh, when credit card debt was about twice as high relative to income as it is now um, about usury loss, and um, to some degree, they have to have them at the state level because credit cards are often more chartered and the banks that issue credit cards are chartered at the state level. So that um, it to my knowledge, I think North Carolina is the only state that has some sort of usury law. Um, it is. And I remember, it, it, this is like years ago that I studied this. Uh, so my information might be wrong. Uh, largely was driven to some degree also around military because a lot of, uh, enlisted men, uh, and families were getting into a lot of high interest rate debt. Um, and there was an interest rate from interest from the Pentagon to limit that. Yeah. Um, but we don't have a national usury law. Um, and sort of even if we had one, it wouldn't impact credit cards. Um, the, the limit, I think in North Carolina was or still is 36%. So most credit cards are below that. Um, in the biggest lobbyists against usury loss by the payday loan industry.
0: Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just joining, we're discussing rising credit card debt, which reached its highest point in over 20 years. We're talking with Olga Gorbachev, who's associate professor of economics at the University of Delaware, and Christian Weller, who's a senior fellow at the Center for American Progress. Olga, you know, to some degree, it feels impossible to not use a credit card for your day-to-day expenses. So if people are going to use a credit card or if they're going to open a new account, what should they consider? Like what mistakes do you want them to avoid?
2: Um, I think the typical and the most common mistake is, as you were saying, to roll over your debt because there's the misperception that that somehow will increase your credit score. Um, if at all possible, if you do have a credit card balance, you should pay it off at the end of the month, um, if at all possible. Um, if it's not possible to pay off your entire balance, then you should pay as much of that balance as you can possibly afford to pay, given your financial situation. Um, that's that's the first thing. I I would highly advise against opening new credit cards at this point because... It is very easy to fall into the trap of using plastic because you don't see uh, what is happening to your balances uh, on a daily basis. And so having some sort of a budget in mind of how much you can afford every month, especially if you're struggling, um, I think is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Keeping in mind what rates are that you're being given uh, is important as well. Unfortunately, credit card companies can change your credit uh, credit uh, rates at any point that uh, g- they are required by law to provide you with uh, a certain amount of time before they change your rates. However, the rates are rising. Just as an anecdote, I received a letter in the mail last week mm-hmm. saying that my, you know, one of my credit cards uh, interest rate went up from 15% to 29%. Wow. Um, Just like that. Uh, and my minimum, um, not the minimum, the um um late pay, uh, late fee also went up by quite a bit. I don't remember the number. Wow. Um, and they gave me 60-day notice uh, that that's happening. And I'm one of the consumers that has perfect score, have never rolled over my debt. I have never, you know, defaulted or was late. So this is happening across the entire income distribution, not just uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, consumers who are struggling. Uh, but the fact that it is happening, right? Um, of raises the concern that, you know, even if you were paying um, 15 percent interest rates on your debt, you know, new credit cards could be much more expensive. And so Uh,
0: um, very sudden jump there in the the interest rate. Uh, Let's hear from another caller. Sandra's been standing by from Berwyn. Hey, Sandra, welcome to Reset.
5: Hi, guys. I'm so glad to uh, be a part of this conversation because I actually am a Latina and I am a business owner, small business owner with uh, not a lot of capital. And I did exactly what your panelists are saying that I did. I accrued a ton of debt uh, during the pandemic to start a new venture because I thought that it was my only way to make income since I'd been laid off. Mm-hmm. And I'm successful now. But in the process of that, I had taken quote-unquote business loans, right, from like Vader Mountain Capital or whatever, these different these institutions that are basically essentially payday loans, but they disguise themselves as business loans. And I had no idea what I was doing. I ended up um, hearing Susie Orman talk about this program, the con- American Consumer Credit, that basically is backed by the banks because the banks have an interest in not having their uh, customers going to bankruptcy so they fund these things and this program i'm i was able to consolidate my debt into like a uh you know two or three percent um program and i pay it monthly and i still have my credit cards it's not so hearing Susie orman say talk about that really made me feel confident that it wasn't like a scam because i'm really out of my depth here um and it's been very helpful i've been able my credit has gone up Great, uh, And I am just learning about these things because I, I, I am, my business is growing, but exactly like your panelist said, not at 20%, not at a sustainable rate mm-hmm. for me to be able to pay off what I would have, what it would have buried me essentially. So and thank you guys. Yes,
0: of course. And thank you for, for calling and, and sharing your story that I'm sure is is very inspiring uh, to hear the the journey that you've, been, you've gone through. And a lot of people can relate to that, Sandra, trust me. Uh, Christian, your thoughts?
1: Well, I'm glad she managed to start a business, but I think it's also important the difference by race and ethnicity when it comes to starting a business. Entrepreneurship is twice as widespread among white households than it is among Latinos uh, or Latinas and than among black families. And families, uh, the uh, business sizes are much smaller uh, among households of color than they are among white entrepreneurs. Part of that is that because there is less family wealth to begin with among black and Latino households, Latina households, you have to scour the, the earth to find yeah. all kinds of forms of credit. Um, in like the way white households start a business is they simply either, they already have a house, they tip their, their equity in their house or they t- turn to their families. Right. And that is less likely to happen in communities of color. In that sort of where you get sort of like people have to find all kinds of financing forms mm-hmm. and you end up in payday loans. You end up with credit cards because you're starting a business and that may be a widget maker, a bakery, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's your primary focus. And at the same time, we're basically expecting, uh, one would be entrepreneurs to also be financial wizards and figuring out what is the best form of credit.
0: Definitely an uphill battle. We'll have to leave it there for now. That was Christian Waller, Senior Fellow at the Center for American Progress, and Olga Gorbachev, Associate Professor of Economics at the University of Delaware. Thank you both.